The 2023 NFL Draft is just a few weeks away, and on this episode of the Fired Up NFL Draft podcast, we're going to look at potential trades in the first round. You're listening to the Fired Up Podcast Network. Let's get fired up. And I'm your host, Brian Lamb, uh, joined as always by Sean Balzer on the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast. What's up, Sean? What's up, Brian? Uh, excited to uh, talk trades. It's a, trade season's always a fun season, so uh, excited to see what uh, ends up happening. Just uh, just over two weeks away from from the draft. Um, a lot a lot of potential trade possibilities here, especially the uh, the obvious one we're going to start with here in a minute. Yeah, there's been a lot of discussion uh, on trades. Um, you know, a lot of teams uh, considering moving up, some moving down, uh, all across the first round. So I thought it'd be a great opportunity to just look at some of these and the uh, compensation that it may take to move up or down. Uh, and uh, what players are uh, going to be targeted for that? Yep, sounds good. Ready to get into it? Let's do it. So you want to talk? Uh, are we pretending like uh, pick two is is not a conversation, and we go straight to pick three, or or do we want to we want to talk about that at all? I think the general consensus is that it's going to be two quarterbacks. I. Um, I would just like to put it out there. There's some rumors that Casario has some concerns uh, with CJ Stroud's agent, same agent as Deshaun Watson. So there's some conversation. You know, this is rumor. It's rumor season, right? So uh, if the Panthers do end up selecting Bryce Young, um, do would the Texans actually pass up on a, on CJ Stroud? Um, I, I I don't think they should, and I. I'm not sure if that's just a rumor um, or if potentially they would go with Anthony Richardson, but I don't think it's crazy that, uh, I mean, I do think it's crazy. They shouldn't do that, but I don't think the idea of them actually doing it is crazy. Yeah. I don't, I don't want to get too deep into that one, but assuming it, for your scenario that Bryce Young goes one, um, I, I, think Houston's looking between uh, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson. I think um, I know there's been other mocks where they've gone defense uh, with that second pick um, or addressing another need. I just don't think that they do it. I think it's quarterback here. And um, I think, it, I think you're right. I, it needs to be Stroud. And per, my preference would be for them to pair him with, uh, with Jackson Smith and Jigba at 12, but uh, just wanted to float that rumor out there until we get, before we get to three. Yeah. So then looking at Arizona, um, it's been that that pick that has has kind of fueled all the discussion uh, about trade rumors and, and that quarterback position. Um, I think it's likely that they move out of that pick. Uh, you know, do, do you want to talk about some of the teams that uh, could move up there? Yeah, so agree that it's likely they move out of that pick. I think I, – they got tweeted this. It would be malpractice if they didn't, assuming somebody gave them, you know, a, a fair trade offer. Um, the logical conclusion there is somebody's trading up for a quarterback. Uh, if if it goes as expected currently, we're talking, you know, Bryce Young one, C.J. Stroud two, then likely that third pick we're thinking Anthony Richardson. Um, so if somebody's moving up for a quarterback, I think either it's either the Colts. Well, <laughs> I, I think there's a lot of teams that could be right. 
the one that's kind of been popular here lately is the Titans moving from what is that 11 to three. Mm-hmm. Um, the idea that the Colts could flip up from four to three if you know they they covet Richardson more highly than Levis. Um, I think that's possible. Uh, rumors are that they like Levis. Uh, you know, we'll <laughs> we'll see. Um, but I don't think it's crazy that any of the top eight could do it. And then we could talk more about even farther down the board. Um, Colts could trade up at, from four. I think Seattle could trade up from five. Uh, I like I like the idea of the Lions, Lions doing it at six. I really like the idea of the Lions doing it at six. That offense really um, was really special last year. I don't think that I don't think you can go into a season with Jared Goff and expect to um, win playoff games. And I think that that offense has a chance to be really special if they're able to hit on a quarterback. Uh, I believe they can get out of Jared Goff's contract here pretty soon, probably this year, but I I don't think they'll do that yet. So I I really like the idea of them trading up from six to three for Anthony Richardson, have him probably sit behind Goff for some of the season. Um, and, and then see what he can do. You know, uh, who's it? Brad Holmes. This is his third draft for the Lions. Um, his first move as GM, you know, he came over from the Rams. And then his first move from as GM was to acquire Jared Goff and two first-round picks for Matthew Stafford. Obviously, that worked out well enough for the Rams. They won. They got their Super Bowl, but the Lions have been able to really load up here. So, um I like that idea. You know, the Lions are too good to pick at six next year. You know, they got this pick um, in that trade, obviously. So that they're too good to pick this high again next year. I don't know if you trade six and 18 to get up to three. That's that's a lot to pay. Um, but I think that they should. <laughs> yeah, I think it's a lot to do it. Um, you can get out of Jared Goff's contract. Uh you're really not losing much. You're taking on a lot of dead cap. Um, so you, you can do it. Um, I I don't know if I'm Detroit, if I'm necessarily doing it just because, I mean, you're, you're, you're losing two of the top quarterbacks in this class. So you're, you're probably targeting uh, at this point, either Anthony Richardson or, or Will Levis. Um, you know, which, which one do you like? Like, in, in that situation. And is that somebody that you're willing to trade up for? Uh, if they're in the quarterback market, um, I'm looking at that 18th pick and maybe targeting somebody like Hendon Hooker to sit behind Jared Goff for a year uh, since he's got the knee injury. So he's probably taken a year anyway. Um, be able to sit behind Goff, uh, learn that offense a little bit, kind of learn from, from Goff as well um, with the intention of, of being able to start in 24. Yeah, I don't think that's a bad idea. Um, I, I'm trying to hit home runs, right? I want, I want to, I want to win the Super Bowl. So for me, uh, Anthony Richardson is is the highest ceiling prospect here. I mean, uh, you know, I I love Bryce Young. He he is QB one to me. Um, size concerns, I think, are, are are somewhat valid, more from a potential injury standpoint than than a talent perspective. He's he's uh, he's easy one for me. But as far as having all of the tools and being potentially being able to put all that together. You know, if you're able, if, if Anthony Richardson hits his ceiling and the Detroit lions take him, they're going to win a super bowl. And that's, that's the whole point, man. Sure. Um, I mean, that, that, that's if he hits his ceiling. Sure. Sure. And that's a, that's a big um, if, but I mean, for, for Detroit, you know, 
there's still some holes in there. They need to find some explosiveness uh, on offense uh, more than just a quarterback position. Uh, whether that's finding a speedy wide receiver, um, somebody flashy that can can get open and give you know Goff or, or whoever that quarterback is some some options there and open up that offense, I think that's a, a better move than um, maybe reaching for the third or, or fourth best quarterback in this class. We'll we'll see how Jameson Williams looks coming off the ACL, but I think they're the that wide receiver core. I mean, I think Amon Ross St. Brown is already one of the best wide young wide receivers in the NFL. And then, uh, you know, if, if Jameson Williams is able to, you know, come back fully healthy, he looked pretty good down the stretch there. Um, looked like, you know, he, he didn't play a whole lot of snaps, but he looked like he belonged to the NFL and he's, he is that speed receiver. So um, if I'm them, I'm not, I'm not addressing wide receiver in the first round. I think you could take some depth and, and round out that core, but. Anthony Richardson hits, man. That that offense is is nasty. Yeah, I I just don't know if if I'm a team like that. If I'm going for the third or fourth best quarterback, um, looking at some of the other teams up here, you have the Raiders, you have the Falcons, and the Titans. Um, obviously, you still have Lamar Jackson out there as well, uh, who's requested a trade. Sure. Um, you know, maybe even Indianapolis tries to to make that work. Um. But I, I think that we'll see one of these teams, maybe it's one of those four, uh, trade for Lamar Jackson. There you go. Um, I'm, I'm on the, I'm yeah, on the other side. These teams is, is going to be one of them that's, that's moving up for a quarterback. I'm on the other side there. I think with the, um, the OBJ signing, it kind of somewhat came out of left field, right? You know, they, they gave him near 15 million guaranteed with a chance to make up to 18 seemingly bidding against themselves. I, I don't think anybody was willing to give them that kind of money. Uh, and instantly there's uh, screenshots of L Lamar and, and OBJ uh, hanging out on FaceTime. And then I think even at a club. So to me, I think that that is OBJ knowing that Lamar is going to be back. It's just a matter of, of figuring it out. Um, but the Lamar situation's weird, man. It, it's been weird since day one. You know, if I'm one of these teams that needs a quarterback, the idea of trading two ones for him and, and giving him, you know, fair market value, it, it, I'd be all over that. Um, so the the whole Lamar saga has been strange, but especially after the OBJ stuff, I'm under the impression that that he does end up staying in Baltimore. Yeah. All right, moving on. Let's talk. Uh, about a, a player that maybe starts to slide and uh, if there's a team that maybe moves up for him. Um, I think obviously looking at the big board, that player that stands out is Jalen Carter, who's had some uh, questionable uh, off-field uh, concerns this offseason. Um, so maybe he's somebody that starts to slide, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, you have Will Levis there, uh, not to go too deep back into the, the quarterback conversation, but um, maybe he's somebody that, that starts to slide, um, especially if, if Arizona makes that pick. Um, and, and so your third quarterback comes off at the fourth pick. Uh, you know, maybe he's somebody that, that starts to move down. Um, you also have, you know, some cornerbacks, some offensive tackles, uh, some of these guys. Uh, you know, that, that could also slide down, right, Sean? Yeah. I mean, so 
Carter and uh, Levis, I think, are the, the obvious potential sliders. Jalen Carter seemed to, uh, I think it was uh, Daniel Jeremiah mentioned something about how he thinks that Philly had guaranteed Carter wouldn't slide past 10. Um, you know, it's so hard for us as, you know, <laughs> analysts and mock drafters to, to know what exactly these teams think in regard to, you know, so-called character concerns and try not to get too wrapped up in, in the legalities of it. But it, it does seem like it doesn't seem like Jalen Carter is going to fall too far. Maybe maybe 10 is that floor. Levis is a lot harder to read, right? I mean, he could go as high as maybe three. I, I don't think so. But he could go as high as three or four. Four seems like a pretty decent spot for him with the Colts, especially if somebody trades up to three to take Richardson. Um, but if if Levis does fall and, you know, maybe, you know, I, I think Seattle and Detroit are in play for Richardson because, you know, I see Richardson as somebody that can potentially hit that the highest of highest of ceilings. Right. But I don't see them as somebody in play for Levis. Now, maybe, maybe they feel, maybe they feel the same way that, or the, the other way that, that if he were to hit the ceiling, that he would be worth it as well. So maybe Seattle, maybe uh, Detroit could do it. Maybe um, the Raiders, maybe the Falcons. I, I do think all those teams should consider it, but after that, I mean, we really, we really start talking about him falling you know, potentially a ways if, if the Titans, if the Titans have moved up, um, you know, we're probably, <laughs> we're talking, uh, 13, 14, 15, 16s, Washington, I think would be the, the first place after that, where he could stop the slide, um, 19 to Tampa, you know, and then at what point, at what point do you move up? You know, at what how much do you like Will Levis to be able to move up, and are you how much are you willing to to trade to get him? You know, right. I mean, you know, we, we've gone pretty in depth on on what type of player he is on the field. Um, love his arm. Um, you know, obviously there's some flashes. Uh, you know, a lot of highs and lows that you kind of wish would even out a little bit. Um, you know, maybe the the highs get a you know. Uh, you know, a little higher and the, and the lows, you know, kind of get a little higher too. Um, yeah, I don't know if he really, you know, falls that far, to be honest with you. Um, you know, Washington at 16, I, I feel kind of, or, or, you know, just kind of feel like that's maybe the, the farthest that he'd slide. Um, you know, if my, my opinion is if he does start to slide, um, that's that's probably the player that you'll see uh, a team move up to to draft. Um, just you know, it, looking at at where he could fall to and what you're getting out of that player. Um, you know, there's a lot of traits that NFL scouts and, and coaches and GMs like, um, and and I think that that's something that that you could move up and get. I, uh, I wonder if a team like the Vikings, I'll throw them out as a, as a possibility. There's been some chatter on them uh, potentially liking Hendon Hooker. Um, maybe, you know, if they like Levis more, could be a potential, um, could be similar to, not that Will Levis is Patrick Mahomes, but it could be similar to the uh, the Bills uh, Chiefs trade, which was, um, you know, they went from 27 to 10 for a, I, I think I want to say it was just a future one uh, and a three. Actually, I've got that right here. It was a future one and a three. So uh, if they can go from what, 23 to 
10-ish. I mean, uh, Eagles are at 10. Howie Roseman is uh, always wheeling and dealing his first-round picks. I believe he's traded, uh, made a trade regarding his first-round pick in four of the last five years. They went into they went into the draft last year with three picks. Uh, I want to say 15, 16, and 19 last year, and they didn't use a single one of them. Traded uh, two of them, um, one to the Saints or two to the Saints, and one to uh, one for AJ Brown, and one to move up to get uh, uh, Jordan Davis. So uh, that's a team. Uh, that's a team that's always looking to trade and that could be a spot for the Vikings or a team uh, maybe like Tampa to move up to for somebody like Will Levis. Yeah. I mean, again, it all goes back to that Cardinals pick. Uh, if, if that's not a quarterback, I think it, it kind of just blows up the whole, uh, you know, I guess mock draft is what you'd call it. Um, you know, if, if you have, you know, uh, Will Anderson come off the board there or whoever you have, you know, a, a defensive player come off the board there. Um, obviously, you know, then, then suddenly that puts Seattle in play as, you know, maybe a, a potential spot to move to, um, you know, obviously that, that pick came from, uh, trading, uh, Russell Wilson to Denver. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's not a pick that, you know, maybe they're tied to, um, you know, moving back to, 16, 19, 23, the Vikings, uh, you know, Kirk Cousins is in his the last year of his contract this year. Um, so that they do need a quarterback. Uh, so, so maybe that's a, a potential spot for them. Um, but, you know, moving from 23 to, to five or, you know, 23 to, to 10, anywhere in that range is, is going to take a lot. Um, yeah. I think you're yeah, looking so, at so it's a it's a long term commitment to do so. Um, you know, I, I think it'll be an interesting move if they if they choose to make it. Yeah, I think if you know the Vikings or Bucks move from that 19 to 23 area to that 10 ish area, you're talking about a future one and probably one plus, whether it be you know two or three or four, depending on the location. But um, that's a that's a possibility for a team that does like Will Levis. And he drops past the top eight, you know, those you know, Seattle, Detroit, uh, Las Vegas, Atlanta. Uh, if he does get past them, then it's, you know, who's going to move up. Yeah. Moving on, we have uh, targeting a mid first round prospect. Uh, just looking at the board, Sean, uh, we have a couple edge rushers and Lucas Van Ness, Miles Murphy, Nolan Smith. Um you know, a couple offensive tackles in Broderick Jones and Darnell Wright. Uh, maybe a couple cornerbacks, Deontay Banks. Um, you know, you still have this wide receiver class. Uh, really hard to kind of tell where they're going to come off the board. Yeah. Um, you know, Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, Zay Flowers. Uh, I don't know if Jalen Hyatt's necessarily up there. Um you know, Dalton Kincaid, Michael Mayer, uh, or somebody like Kalijah uh, Kansi. So many, so many possibilities. I, I think O-line and D-line, when I think people potentially moving up uh, for a non-quarterback, um, corner is a, cha- is, is a possibility and wide receiver. It's, it's really about like teardrops, right? If, if uh, you know, our, 
we've got what like top four tackles. So if you're a tackle needy team and the fourth one is is sitting there, and you know you you you're going to need to move up to to make sure you secure him. I mean, there's so many uh, you know offensive line needy teams. Um, I mean, we can go down the board. It, it's it's most all of them need offensive line help. Um, the corners, I mean, seems like the top three have kind of separated themselves uh, with Deontay Banks not being too far behind. So, you know, once the top three go, you trade up for Banks, uh, maybe trade up for uh, Porter or um, you know, Witherspoon or Gonzalez, you know, depending on how those go. I think those could be really those three could go in any order. It seems like uh, Witherspoon's probably the heavy favorite at the moment. Um, so O-line and D-line, I guess, you know, we get to edge rushers. Um, again, it's with the teardrops for me, right? So obviously Will Anderson's going to go really high. And then you've got uh, Tyree Wilson should go five to, you know, eight. What's the worst case scenario? Eight. Um, and then yeah. you've got Van S um, and Nolan Smith. So, I mean, like I said, it's, it's going to be all about how, how the, how the board falls. Right. So if you, the third or fourth guy goes off the board and, you know, that's a position you're really wanting to target. It's, it's about coming up. And again, again with O-line, the same with D-line, as I said, with O-line, so many of these teams need edge rushing help. I mean, I don't, I don't know if you have any specific spots in mind, but we, we could be talking about any of these teams at the bottom of the draft and then wide receiver. I don't know what to say about the wide receivers in this, in this draft. Right. So, I mean, Jackson Smith and Jigba is clearly a first round pick. Um, I think there was, I think McShay kind of questioned that early on, but I think, I think we've, we've figured out by now he's going in the first round. Right. Um, Kuiper just put out a mock draft with Quentin Johnston in the second round. That's shocking to me. I think that's crazy. I, I seriously doubt that happens. Um, but there's, you know, every every single wide receiver prospect has its has his uh, haters and has his biggest fans and his his biggest haters this year. It's it's it seems more polarizing than than in years past. You know, obviously there's no Jamar Chase type prospect, but that doesn't mean that these aren't really good prospects. You know, I really like uh, Jordan Addison. There's just no way to me the top uh, three aren't first round picks. And I, I'd I'd include Zay Flowers in the top four as a first round pick. I think Jalen Hyatt. Um, you know, he, he could be, he's not somebody that's going to be traded up for as a mid round prospect. Right. But while we're talking wide receivers, um, I do think that, you know, he's, he's a potential one as well. Um, I guess, I don't know any, any particular teams that you see from the bottom half trading up for any one of those guys. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it depends on, on the position that we're going to talk about. Right. Right. Um, you know, Seattle, if you if you want to look at cornerback, um, you know, do they do that with the fifth pick or or do they wait till 20 or do they move out of, of you know, maybe five and and move down and get some some more picks and, um, you know, maybe in the in the mid teens or somewhere in there, um, maybe early teens uh, to, to make a pick. Um, you know, then then looking at some of these teams that were. Uh, ones that that made the playoffs but really didn't get far um jacksonville is the one that comes to mind kind of on the cusp of of uh you know becoming a really good team um you know but 
You also have Houston going after quarterback. You have Indianapolis going after quarterback. Uh, Tennessee going after quarterback. Um, so, so for me, when I see that, I, I see a team that maybe should look towards uh, the secondary um, just to, to kind of beef up um, that group. Um, you know, Dallas is a team that, you know, always likes to make that splash. Um, so, you know, what do they do in that situation? Um, and, you know, another one that I'm looking at is Pittsburgh. Um, probably needs some help on the offensive line. Maybe this is secondary. Do they stay at 17 and hope a player falls to them? Do they move up? Uh, you know, for me, if I'm that GM, I'm, I'm looking very seriously at, at moving up and, uh, you know, kind of getting ahead of, of that curve. Agree. Agree completely. Steelers moving up for O-line, um, Cowboys, maybe Giants moving up for wide receiver. Uh, I could definitely, definitely see those. Yeah. Speaking of cornerback, uh, next topic is trading up for cornerback. You know, we have a lot of these guys. Um, you know, there's also some that are just outside of the, the first round and uh, on the big board. Guys like Keeley Ringo, Cam Smith, Emmanuel Forbes. Um, you know, do you think that maybe there's a team that would move up into the that you know twenty-five to to thirty-one range uh, to to try and get one of those guys? Yeah, um, I mean, man, we've got so many good corners there. There's what seven that we think are first or mid to high second round picks. So. You know, it's going to depend on how, um, you know, these teams evaluate them, obviously. But uh, a team like Seattle, if let's say they don't address the position early on, uh, moving back up, they have two second round picks, I believe, um, 37 and 52. I, I could see them um, going from 37 to, you know, the late, late 20s, early 30s. Again, you got Philly there again as a, a team that loves to trade. So that would be a possibility. Um, seven. I'm just now realizing we've got we got seven good cornerbacks that can go in the top forty or fifty. Um, we'll see. You know how these teams feel about all seven. Certainly, one of them could slide, but um, I could see the Steelers also trading up for a corner, um, especially Joey Porter Jr. Obviously, that's a a guy the franchise, uh, the fan base would would uh, would uh, applaud that draft pick. Um, but you know, O line as well there for them. So a lot of a lot of different possibilities. Yeah, I mean you have some teams, um, you know, kind of in in the twenties that that are looking at cornerbacks. Um, Baltimore, Minnesota, the Giants. Um, you know, what do they do in that spot? Um, you know, another team that I really just can't put a finger on on what they're they're looking at is uh 29 with the new orleans saints um you know just grabbed Derek carr in free agency uh i don't think that they're going to go with a quarterback i know there was some dust some discussion about hendon hooker there i just don't think that's a good move for them um you know i mean as a quarterback with a thin skin uh i think the last thing that i do is is once he just signed him is, is sign a, a backup uh, in the first round Derek carr okay yeah. Yeah. Um, 
I, I wouldn't blame the Saints for taking a shot on quarterback. I, that team is in that team's future is in trouble. This is a franchise that continues to try to compete, and like uh, I give them credit for trying, right? But they they haven't been able to, uh, you know, climb the the summit in what since uh, since Drew Brees was around, obviously. So at some point, things are going to uh, explode for this team. That they've been in, they've had they've been in a terrible cap position. Um, you know, is it is now a good time to to take a swing on a quarterback? I, I wouldn't blame him for it. I think that Hendon Hooker is absolutely worth what is that pick? Uh, where they at twenty nine? Is that right? I, I, I Hendon Hooker is a first round pick to me. There's been a lot of a lot of Tennessee offense slander on Twitter lately, and uh, I'd just like to stick up for for Jalen Hyatt and uh, and Hendon Hooker a little bit. I mean. Is is some of is some of the playbook a little bit gimmicky? Maybe do do you boat race Alabama and score five touchdowns uh, against them on gimmicks? No, you don't. So, um, Hendon Hooker absolutely worth worth trading back into the first round if he were to. I mean, that's a slide to me because I, I like I like Hendon Hooker. So you know if he's he's available there late in the. Uh, you know, 20s, 30s. Again, I think, you know, Seattle is another, uh, for the same reason for corner, I think Seattle could do the same kind of thing, um, trade up with the Philly, with Philly or in that area to go, you know, with their, with their early two to uh, 30-ish for a hooker if he's still around. Um, and then any of these teams that, any of these higher teams that missed out, right? So somebody from the, from Seattle, Detroit, Vegas, Atlanta, one of those teams is, is going to miss out on a quarterback, right? Or probably two or three of those teams are going to miss out on a quarterback in the first round. So in the market or before the end of the first round. So coming back up and, and getting hooker near the end of the first round, I think is, is possible for any of those teams. Yeah. I mean, if I'm somebody like Vegas, Tennessee, um, you know, obviously, we don't know what's going to happen with Aaron Rodgers and the Jets, um, but Washington, Tampa Bay, maybe even Baltimore. If one of those teams misses out on on you know somebody that they they're really looking at and targeting on that board, um, I love the idea of moving down uh, from that first round pick into you know a spot where you you might be able to take somebody like Hendon Hooker. Um, I think that's a, a really good you know, move for them. Not only do you get to add some draft capital um, in the future, but, you know, also getting a, a quarterback that, yeah, probably not going to start in 23, but, uh, you know, it is a, a dynamic player uh, and somebody that you'd be able to, uh, uh, you know, build an offense around uh, in, in 24 and beyond. He tore the ACL in November. So, I mean, I take the over on 0.5. NFL starts in, in 23, but, um, listen, I'm, I'm a Hendon Hooker fan. So if he somehow falls out of the first round, I'll, I'll personally be offended. One, one of these teams should absolutely jump up if he's, if he falls in my opinion to late twenties, early thirties. And, uh, not only, not only secure what, who I had as, you know, QB three before the injury, but get that, uh, you know, fifth year option. Yeah, I mean, there's not just concerns about that offense. Uh, there's some about his age, too. Sure, sure. Um, 
you know, I was having that discussion a couple of days ago on Twitter. Um, you know, he, he wasn't going to be anything at, at Virginia Tech, certainly not what he is now. Um, I don't blame him for, for moving uh, uh, into the transfer portal and heading to Tennessee. Um, and he's, he's made the most of every opportunity he's had with uh, the volunteers. So, um, you know, don't, don't fault him for that. And I'm not going to hold his age against him. Um, Cause you know, he's going to be what 31, I think is what it is or uh, 31 at the end of his uh, uh, rookie contract. Um, 30, 31. Yeah. So, I, you know, yeah. He, you know, after that, maybe you have another seven, eight years, but that's still seven, eight years with a quarterback uh, that, that you're going to love. So um, I'm not going to fault him for that. If, if Brandon Whedon is a first round draft pick, Hendon Hooker is a first round draft pick. Sure. <laughs> um, any other players maybe outside of this uh, top 32 that you could see uh, slide in, maybe somebody like Will McDonald or, uh, you know, maybe Dewan Jones. Um, Dewan Jones, maybe Will McDonald. I'm not as high on as you are. Um, I could, you know, but you know, offensive uh, offensive line and edge rushers. I mean, everybody needs them, and nobody has them. So uh, I could easily see a team jumping back up in there. I mean, you know, with the usual suspects. Anybody, anybody in the top. Um, 10 uh, really farther down if, if they fall in love with a, with one of those guys and he's at the end of one of those tiers, I think, you know, so much of this trade stuff comes from, you know, how much a team likes a particular player and how much they value him more than the next player at that position. Right. So if you think that Will McDonald belongs in the convert in the same tier or, or near the same conversation as the other guys we talked about, Van S and, and Nolan Smith, then, um, then absolutely, somebody could jump up if if he's still there, uh, you know, late in the first. Yep. Um, yeah, and I mean, man, just looking at some of these teams, just kind of, you know, if if you're not sold on somebody getting out of that first round, um, you know, and, and letting one of these teams uh, move up and and take that player, um, I think you know, just you know, is 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 the right move. Um, you know, maybe somebody like Dallas uh, just cut Ezekiel Elliott. Um, you know, are they are they in love with Bajon Robinson, um, or or are you looking at one of these other running backs, uh, Devon Achan, uh, Tajay Spears, um, Jameer Gibbs, one of these guys, Tank Bigsby. Um, you know, those are guys that you can get in the second, third, fourth round, uh, depending on the player. Um, you know, so a little bit better value there. Uh, and, and, you know, obviously you're going to, you're going to spell him with Tony Pollard anyway. So it's not like you need somebody that can handle a full workload. Um, so, you know, maybe moving out of that pick and letting somebody move up is, uh, is the right move. Yeah. I think Jameer Gibbs would be the the most likely answer to that question is, you know, they're a team that wants to is willing to take him, you know, early second, do they want to go ahead and, and jump up to late, you know, late first round to uh, get that fifth year option for a running back. Um, again, we, we have this running back conversation every time we talk about first round NFL draft pick running backs, but um, 
um, a lot of teams would value that that fifth round option, um, you know, at a on a position that uh, doesn't have a very long shelf life. Yeah. All right. Uh, I think that's going to do it, Sean. Uh, tell everybody where they can find you. On Twitter at Sean underscore Balzer. And I am on Twitter at Brian Lamb underscore ISN. Uh, we're both contributors for NFLDraftLounge.com. And uh, this is the Fired Up NFL Draft Podcast. And uh, we'll see you next time. Take care.